You've tuned into the Dr. Lowe Show with naturopathic doctor, Dr. Lauren Noel, where you hear the best in natural medicine, nutrition, and mindset from the world's top doctors, authors, influencers, and Dr. Lowe herself. Trying just to pop a pill for a symptom? You've got the wrong exit. Seeking doable ways to live a happier, healthier life and have fun doing it? Welcome to the Dr. Lowe Show. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. I am Dr. Lauren Noel, naturopathic doctor. And if you are new to the show, welcome. If you're a repeat listener, thanks for coming back and hanging out again. This is going to be a fun episode talking with a girlfriend of mine on all things related to love. And this is perfect for you if you are single and looking for something or if you are in a relationship and wanting to make your relationship even better than what it is. I mean, who isn't always wanting to improve on things, right? And relationships are interesting. They are an art. And um, I'll introduce a little bit more about my guest in a second. I want to just share a little bit about what's happening in my world. I, As I'm recording this, I'm a few days away from my due date to having my first child. So it's very exciting. I got my big, huge belly here that I'm loving. It's funny. A lot of my girlfriends are like, gosh, are you just so ready to just get him out of there? And I'm like, no, I'm... I'm good. I'm enjoying this. <laughs> I like milking it for all it's worth. You know, I mean, it's, it's amazing how nice people are to pregnant women. <laughs> um, and then, you know, as soon as you have the baby, it's like people just, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like all the, a lot of the grace kind of goes away and you have to learn to give yourself grace once you're a new parent. But, um, but yeah, I'm excited for this, this new phase that's coming. And, um, I'm planning on releasing a birth story episode, which by the time this airs, I've probably already put it out there, which is so crazy to think that, um, you know, that something so big is around the corner and, and I'm ex- excited to share my experience with you guys too. So yeah, lots of fun things happening. Got the baby room all pretty much ready and the house pretty much ready. It's a little bit of a mess right now, but <laughs> I'm learning to just roll with it and let it go and not try to be so much of a perfectionist and also just really trusting that, you know, my clinic is going to keep running without me and that the team is going to thrive and it's the ultimate, you know, exercise in surrendering and letting go and just having faith. It's been pretty cool. I can think back to when I first found out I was pregnant compared to now, and I feel like a whole different person already. So I'm excited for the, the transformation that's coming. So before I jump into the episode, I want to just share some love on the show sponsor for this episode. It's Four Sigmatic. And I feel like mostly the people who are listening to this episode are going to be the ladies. So I wanted to share one of the products that I'm loving that they have that is very much for the ladies. Actually, guys can too if they're into pampering and you know into their skin health. But did you guys know that Four Sigmatic, which is a, it's a superfood mushroom company, they have an entire beauty line. And one of their products that I'm loving is their mushroom face mask and tonic. So what's cool about this is you can eat it and you can also put it on your skin. So it's an actual mask that you can use like probably two times a week. And you can also do it in some water and some coffee every single day, just as general detox and kind of purifying yourself from the inside out. So listen to these ingredients. It's really cool. And actually, when you smell this, it smells so good. It's very chocolatey smelling. So it has organic cacao, which is an amazing antioxidant. It has reishi and chaga, so the mushrooms. It has activated charcoal, so it literally helps to pull impurities from your skin. It also has ginseng and gota cola, 
cinnamon, nutmeg, and ginger. So just incredible different herbs and spices. And did you guys know that 10% of your respiration, so your breathing actually happens through your skin? So anything you put on your skin is going to go right into your bloodstream. So anything that you're putting on your skin, you technically should be able to eat. So I just really love their whole philosophy with the lines that they make, that if you put it on your skin, you're getting it in your system. You know, if you do it internally in some water, it's, it's very detoxifying with the charcoal um, because charcoal basically absorbs, you know, different toxins in your system so that you don't absorb them into your actual body and you poop them out. So I'm loving this product a lot. I think you guys will love it too. You can get this and anything else that Four Sigmatic offers over at foursigmatic.com. It's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com. And then just enter Dr. Lowe at checkout and you can get yourself 15% off of this product. My online fertility course is now available and open for enrollment, which is Golden Eggs Fertility. It's something I have worked so hard and for so long preparing and creating for you. And I am excited to now have it open for enrollment and asking at any of you who are wanting to work on your fertility, wanting to improve things so that when you are ready to have a baby, it makes it easier to do so. I would love to have you as a student. Now, if any of you are dealing with hormonal types of symptoms like difficult periods, painful periods, mood swings, if you're finding that your periods are too light or too heavy, if you're actually not sure if you're ovulating at all, and if you have any of the diagnosed conditions like PCOS, endometriosis, if you have fibroids, thyroid imbalances, these are things that are all clues that your fertility may be not as optimal as what it could be. And I can tell you from years and years of experience working with thousands of patients that this is something that you can really affect and change by how you live your life, your lifestyle, your diet, supplements, like specific things that you can be doing to significantly change all of this. And that's what I share in this course. I would love to have you as a student if you are someone who is wanting to kind of look into fertility now, or if it's something down the line you want to do, but you want to do whatever you can right now to improve things and kind of set you up so that it's easier once that time comes, this is the perfect course for you. So what it is, it's a six-week online course. It is designed for women and for couples, and what you'll get is you will get four um, weeks of golden eggs meal plan and recipe. You will also get uh, modules on Hormones 101, Fertility Nutrition, Fertility Lifestyle, Detox, Proper Detox, Natural Medicine for Fertility, including my protocols that I do for PCOS and endometriosis and hypothyroidism, and also a module on Golden Swimmers, so what the guys can be doing to help improve their sperm quality, sperm count, sperm motility, and just really doing everything you can to optimize things for yourself. Also, I go into should you be freezing your eggs, what you can do for naturopathic support for IVF, and, um, and a lot more. So I would love to have you as a student. You can check that out over at goldeneggsfertility.com and read up all about it. And I'm excited to see you there. Without further ado, let's shift gears and chat with my good friend, Rebecca Boatman on all things love. And I think you're going to really enjoy this episode. So let's do it. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I'm really excited about this episode because I just get to hang out with a girlfriend of mine and talk about all things love and life. And um, this is one of my closest friends who we are, <laughs> we're similar in so many ways, it cracks me up. And I, we're, well, for one, we're both ENFPs, anyone who's into Myers-Briggs. So that's just going to 
tell you a lot about how this show is going to go if you're familiar with that. Um, but and also we're in a we're in a book club and we don't ever even read the books. So. <laughs> <laughs> Say we got to mention that part. Yeah, we got to mention that part. So who is Rebecca? Rebecca Boatman is one of my happiest most favoriteest friends and she is the go-to love coach and graduate of many emotional intelligence academies um, which we both have been graduates of and has coached hundreds of women and men in the area of emotional intelligence we'll talk a little bit about what that is she is the ceo of the brave lady where she specializes in helping ladies inspire a wildly fulfilling romance by giving them the right tools to create a relationship that they are absolutely in love with. Doesn't that sound so good? Like that's so, I love it. so good. So welcome to the show, Rebecca. It's good to have you. Girl, I'm so happy to be here. I'm It'll so happy fun. you're here too. <laughs> when we were fun. having our last book club, I was like, you, you know, sometimes you just blow me away with, you're like this little Buddha that is in this like mm. Disney princess body. And, um, <laughs> and the things you say, I'm like, people need to know about this stuff because relationships and you know love can be an area of so much pain that is is such an option for so much happiness and pleasure and and um so I just was like I have to share this with my audience so thanks for being here and um and why how did you even get into the world of love and relationships in the first place Oh gosh, I love that question and of, and of course I'm so happy to be here and as far as how I got into this into this niche, into this world, is I actually hired my own relationship coach, oh. and it ab- I know, and it absolutely yeah. transformed my life. And it's what blows my mind the most out of this work is how men and women, how we really, really do communicate differently. And when we learn, like the tiniest tweaks can make the biggest difference in feeling heard and understood. It like it opened up this whole new world for me, and. I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with these little tools. I fell in love with everything that can make such a difference. And after it transforming my life, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, I got to do this more. I want to sh- you know, share this with more people. And I just was naturally really good at it. And then, yeah, it all went from there and created this magical business. So what were you doing? I'm curious. What had you hire the dating coach? What kind of pitfalls or things were you dealing with at the time? God, so I, I love that question. It's definitely, I think it's one thing to be single and feel alone. And it's one thing to then also be in a relationship and feel alone. Yeah. And I think that's even worse when we're with someone and we're like, God, I still feel alone. So it was that feeling where I was like, I, I have to do something about this. And then someone referred someone to me and I just got on the phone with her and I was like, okay, I'm doing this. But it was that feeling of just feeling alone and, and lost. And I'm like, I don't even, like, I want to make the right move, but I, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And then that, that ended up like, as in communicating or, or do I stay with this person? Do I not like, what, what do I do here? And then that's so interesting. We're, you were actually in a relationship and you hired a dating coach. <laughs> yeah, I was, wow. I was in a relationship who I'm, and I'm no longer in that relationship, obviously. Yeah. As you know. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, now I'm in, um, you know, a much more amazing relationship. And there were so many, so many different things that happened in between that I got to learn um, within that previous relationship, right? About myself. I think every relationship is an opportunity for us to really learn and master ourselves a little bit more. Oh my and gosh, then, completely. I mean, every relationship I've ever been in has been like boot camp of just learning about myself. 
It's crazy. I love that. Boot camp is the best right? way to put it. Even Seriously. friendships too. Oh yeah. 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 And um, just side note for you guys listening. So, so can I share about your relationship? Is that cool? Oh, of course. Okay. So <laughs> go ahead. Fully transparent. Here we go. Yeah. So Rebecca <laughs> has a relationship with, um, with Drew Cannoli, if you guys aren't familiar. So he's, um, you know, the creator of, creator of Organifi, which I know I pimp on the show all the time because I'm obsessed <laughs> with Organifi. So, um, but one thing I'll say is observing you guys as a couple is really inspiring because I think there's a lot of things that, um, that you guys do really well that function really well. And of course, every couple has their stuff and no matter how perfect it looks on the outside, there's always things you're working on and growing pains and things. Trust me, you guys, like just put it out there. If there's anyone you see on Instagram who looks perfect, a lot of times those people are my patients and I see the inner world and there's always stuff going on. So just trust that we're all humans. We all have stuff going on. But, um, but I will say for knowing you guys both personally, there's some really beautiful dynamics that are, um, just really cool to witness for both of you. And, and how is that the case? Like, how is it that, that you guys work well? Cause you started as friends for a long time, right? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I get chills when you, you're sharing all this. So yeah, we were friends. We were really good friends. I, um, we actually worked together four years ago for a year and we were solely friends. Like there was not even like an opening, like you, not even like, um, you know how, you can have friends and then they'll kind of be like that sexual chemistry and, but you don't explore it like that. There wasn't even yeah. a sexual chemistry at, at least on my end. Right. So it's, it's really interesting because then after we stopped working together and maintained our friendship and then, you know, got into relationship, it's so beautiful because now I think this is one of the gifts to speak into what you're sharing about our dynamic is that we have that foundation of friendship, Right. So we've really seen each other in that world, which I think makes such a difference. And then also the most important thing being communication. Right. And both being just just emotionally aware. I mean, not to say that we are all the time, like, no, especially once a month. <laughs> I'm like not as emotionally intelligent as I know I could be. Like Drew's even like, um, can we have like an app or can I get a reminder when that's right. coming? <laughs> I'm like, they do make an app, right? No, isn't it you that told me that? Oh, no, it was my coach. No, I think I did tell you. There's there's an app. I don't know the name of it. I think it's called like like Red Code or Red Days or something yeah. like that. That's for yeah, guys so that they know when their woman is having her cycle. I know. He'll get a no- notification. Rebecca is starts right. in two days. <laughs> but I think it's also our ability to laugh at each other. Like if I'm ever having like a hard time or say like, you know, I'm having like a jealous moment or like a, um, insecure or insecurity or some, or I'm being bratty or something and vice versa is we actually will like kind of make fun and like mimic one another in the voice and be like, Oh, you me, me, me. And we'll like do it. And <laughs> we cannot help, but start laughing because we realize like how ridiculous we sound. And we're like, Oh my gosh. And I think that being able to have humor in your relationship is so important. What was it when you were um, having a difficult period or something? And, and Drew said something like, I'm sorry, I don't have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, he was dead serious when he said that. We were actually kind of fighting because I was feeling sensitive and I, I wanted, Oh, I wanted my doll. And he told me he's going to bring me my doll. And it was like four hours later. So in my world, I'm like, okay, this shit better be here in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> And like four hours rolled around and I was livid. I like left the house. <laughs> I was like, I'm going, I left the house. And then we got on the phone and yeah, he was so mad. He's like, I'm sorry, I don't have a vagina. And he was dead serious. And we 
both paused and just started laughing so hard. So we're like, this is so dumb. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. And yes, having humor in your relationship is so important because you can take all this stuff so seriously. And even if it is a serious matter, you can still have some humor with it. You know, like I think of the stuff that Kevin and I do that is so hilarious. We have this new game where <laughs> we saw this on the the uh, the Instagram account, the Bucket List Family, which I'm obsessed with. They just like travel the world and as a family, and it's like total dream for me. So, but one of the things that they do as a game is they um you kind of do this like judo chop to the neck of of the other person, like you pretend to sort of like slice their neck with your hand, and then they have to like fall to the ground and pretend they're dead for like eight seconds. No matter where you are, anywhere it could be the bank, it could be at church, it could be like on the street, like anything, they have to be like, pretend they're dead for eight seconds. So we do this all day long. And it's like, it's almost to the point where when he comes towards me to like, give me a hug or a kiss, like I have to like protect my neck and he does too. Cause we will like go for each other's necks. So it's like, wait, tell me where has Kevin gotten you impregnant with your pregnant belly? Like where have you had to pretend like you're dead? say what oh gosh oh it's it's everywhere like but but now now like if I'm really uncomfortable I'm like I'm not falling to the ground I'm just gonna like lean against the wall because I'm like I'm (laughs) to do this so now I'm like sorry it's not happening and then like yesterday I was so annoyed with him I was like I'm not doing it (laughs) I was like we cutting the game (laughs) I'm out yeah I'm out I lose yeah and then the other day I was like when, when he did it to my neck, I, I just like laid back on, on the birthing ball, <laughs> just laid back that way. <laughs> so you got to use props sometimes. He's like, that does not count. Yeah. Props. Yeah. Yeah. So, love- you know, so with the dynamic with Drew, you guys, you mm-hmm. mentioned that you have, you have good communication. Like what, how does that yeah. actually look? Like, let's say you guys are in a conflict with each other. Mm-hmm. How, how do you go from conflict to actually communicating? Mm, that, that's really good. So I, when we're in conflict, I think as a, I can speak for me mm-hmm. is I, I know when I'm like, okay, if I'm upset, I know I'm like, I'm probably not the most emotionally intelligent person right now. Right. Like if I'm upset and something's pissing me off and I'm like, anything I say right now, if it's not going to be, um, if it's going to be, I have to get clear on what my, my intention is. Right. So like, what is my intention and behind what I'm saying? Is it because I'm hurt? Is it to be hurtful or, um, what is that? So I usually say when we're hot, the other person goes cold, right? And if Drew's hot, then I go cold. We actually have, we've talked about that. You know, it's kind of like an agreement in our relationship. When one person's hot, the other person goes cold. And of course being responsible. So first trying to shift and, and realizing, okay, if I'm upset you underneath that, there's always a need that's not getting met or not a feeling like it's not getting missed. So it's like, what is it that I truly need right now? You know, do I need more quality time? Do I need more affection? Right. Or what is that thing? So personally becoming aware, you know, to all the listeners listening to this, the next time you're upset, like know that underneath every single criticism of our partner, there's always an unmet need. So saying, what, what do I need? What would help right now? So getting clear on that, And then also, of course, communicating. So one of my favorite things is the Grammy Sammy. So once in that, so it's called the gratitude sandwich. And I I I just named it. Right, I named it the Grammy Sammy, and and I'll give you the value behind this because I really believe that when we understand the value behind anything, we're that much more likely to do it. Right, versus someone just saying do the Grammy Sammy. Right. So what what it is is it's acknowledgement, right? Gratitude, acknowledgement, and then request or desire and then gratitude acknowledgement. So if I just show up at my partner and I'm fuming, like, let's just say, you know, there's 
times when Drew's and you know he's he's level headed, he's doing great, and he'll handle it really well. Um, or there's times where say he's got his own stuff going on, and I don't want to, and then he doesn't respond as well, right? So no matter what. The, the more we can be dedicated and committed to being a powerful, great partner on our own, the more powerful we also feel. So first and foremost, it's about saying, okay, how can I shift now? Like, what am I upset about? So getting clear on that, okay, I would love more quality time. That's what's going on for me. Um, so instead of showing up and saying, you, you never are here on time or like you never, you're, you're always on Instagram, right? Cause I've totally done that before. <laughs> so, 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 but what's underneath that is I, I miss you. I want your attention. Like I want to spend time together. So that would look like, Hey Drew, you know, I, you're just, you're so amazing. I know you're such a hard worker and you love being connected with your people. And that's something I just, I, I love about you. And I love the difference you always want to make. And something that I really, really desire and, and would mean so much to me is have quality time together like possibly an hour or two hours each night with no phone tonight or tomorrow night like that would just mean the world to me and because your support and your attention just makes such a difference for me and, and I love you and I really appreciate you oh my god it gives me goosebumps that's so different than you're always on your phone you never have time for me I mean how it's so it's so easy to go there I actually did that yesterday <laughs> hustling so hard because his baby's coming in like three weeks and he's just like working like crazy and I'm like I said it yesterday I was like you never have time for me anymore and he's like, Gosh. Gosh. Wow. like I'm trying to provide honey I know right seriously yeah. wow yeah. and it's like just imagine like how that feels receiving that versus like you don't have time yeah. for me because because that because truly like he 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 loves you and wants to have time for you. And he's just, he's hustling, doing his thing. So, and and a lot of times then that, that person can then feel not seen, not acknowledged, and then they end up going cold, right. Or shutting down. Yeah. Because anytime, and and I totally relate to, you know, you saying that to Kevin, I'm sure a lot of the listeners do. So I'm like, as you guys are listening, like, don't be in self beat up or judgment. Like we didn't learn these tools in elementary school. Yes. And, and, oh, I want to answer that question. I also want to just go back really quick to the value of doing the Grammy Sammy is the way to get to a person to really understand you is through the heart. And the gratitude is, is what opens their heart. So they're receiving your request and your desire. So they're dropping their guard and they're actually open and available for what it is that you want to express and create. And yeah, of course it's when we're on the other, the, um, other side of hearing, like you don't do this or you don't do this. It just becomes uninspiring and draining. And that's when we start to feel like we can never win. And then we don't end up doing the things that we want to do for a person because we feel like, you know, why would I do it anyways? Like they don't see it. Right. So that's also the importance of like acknowledging, acknowledging and celebrating them. And coming back to the, when we say like, anytime we say you, you didn't, or you should, or you shouldn't, or you should, even to kids, even to anyone, it's actually unconsciously shaming them without even realizing that we're doing it because we're correcting. Oh, sorry. I just got a call. I declined it. We're, we're actually (laughs) correcting that person and they, they can, can also be hearing, okay, I didn't, I didn't do it right. So they can take it as a form of criticism, criticism, which can also be a break in intimacy. So instead of saying you shouldn't, or you should and attacking them and their behavior, it's just saying, okay, what is it that I need? And expressing it from a place of it totally being able to happen of, you know, this is what I would love. So yeah, if that answers your question. Yeah. Because it just gives them an opportunity to win versus yeah. like, God, there's nothing I can do right. It's just one more thing I have to do. 
Yeah, which so sucks. I, you know, when you think about it, every time we've been on the other side of that, it's like, oh, my Lanta. <laughs> yes. Can't win. <laughs> so one <laughs> huge area that you work in is working with single ladies. It's a huge mm-hmm. passion you have. You love working mm-hmm. with single ladies and just really giving them the tools and inspiring them and guiding them to create the relationship that they've always wanted that a lot of times they never thought that they could have. Right. So mm-hmm. what, what, why did you get into that? Oh, I like this so much. So as far as why I specifically started working with singles, it's definitely from, it was so funny because when I was in relationship and learning all these relationship tools, I actually loved working with women in relationship because I found that all these like tools that I just, for example, the one I just taught you, the Grammy Sammy made such a difference in the relationship. And then after leaving that relationship, because what happened, you guys, is the relationships actually started to become a lot better, but still in my heart, I was like, I, I knew I'm like, this isn't it. This is not it. Like even with all the things changing, this isn't it. And that was so scary for me because I, I, a part of me, um, was like, what if what I want isn't actually out there? But I, but there's a huge difference staying in something because, you absolutely know it's right versus staying because you're afraid to leave. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I transitioned out of that and was in this single phase for about 10 months of being single. And that's when I started just really, because I love researching and learning and discovering in the world and learning about dating. And then it was actually through that journey that I was like, Oh my gosh, I learned so much more about dating and about dating from a powerful place, you know, dating emotionally naked and all of these things to attract a great partner, which then brought me into my relationship with Drew. And I've still been like, you know, riding that momentum of like, Oh my gosh, I love working with single girls, which birthed the, um, you know, programs that I have right now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. let's talk about the single ladies and, mm-hmm. um, what, what do you feel like, you know, you've worked with a lot of ladies at this point and I'm mm-hmm. sure you see a lot of common, you know, I, I quote, quote unquote mistakes. I don't think there's any mistakes. Mm-hmm. I just think that there are mm-hmm. actions we take that kind of take us away from ultimately what we want. But what mm-hmm. is it that you tend to see that these ladies end up doing that makes it harder to create what they're actually looking for? Yeah. Have you ever heard of the one-itis? No. Oh, girl. So I'm sure once I explain it, you'll definitely know. You, you, you'll be like, I've been there. I've heard of it. So the one-itis is when we are out and we're dating or say we're, we weren't dating and we just start dating or where, wherever we're at as a single woman. And we, one, there's one guy who's interested in us. And then we get one itis. Like we're focused on that one guy. I've done that a lot. (laughs) Right. We cut off all possibilities because there's this one guy that's into us. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, I think that amazing, good hearted single woman, we, we naturally, it's so natural for us to just want to nest, right? We're like, Oh, I want to nest. I want to be with a great guy. And then we get chosen by one man and we cut ourselves off from, from all these other possibilities. And I, and to support that to any single ladies listening that can also relate to that. The most important thing I believe is getting so clear on what you desire in relationship and, and not only what it, not necessarily just what it looks like, but more um, particularly what it feels like, you know, what is, what are the, I always ask my girls, I'm like, what are the three most important feelings that you want to feel when you're with your dream guy? And just like knowing those three feelings so well, like mine was fun, adored and safe. And to continue to date with those on the, with those really close to your heart and knowing that that's what you want to experience in relationship. 
Mm, that's so powerful because if you're in something that's not feeling like that, that can provide mm-hmm. a lot of clarity because you're coming mm-hmm. from your heart versus like your monkey mind, the conscious brain that is, you know, cause you can talk yourself in or out of anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're yeah. intelligent yeah. lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff together, you know, da, da, da. it's like, yeah, exactly. You can, you can logic your way out of it, but if you're going back to, okay, does he make you feel safe? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe that's not working then. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. And, and also I can say for myself back when I was dating, I can do the flip side where I would be, I would be a, a victim of the multiple itis where I would date so many different guys mm-hmm. because I was afraid to actually get intimately connected emotionally with any of them yeah. for a fear of getting hurt. Do you see that too? Uh, oh my gosh, definitely. And, and what I also see is, um, is it's a way to also, yeah, not to create intimate to, we can also be sexual to with something on top of that, that I see is mm-hmm. to create intimacy before there's actual intimacy. Right. Yes. So, because then it's like, God, I, God forbid I let this person in closer and then they leave me. So let me just keep everyone and multiple people at a um, distance somewhat so that I don't actually have to get close to my heart. And, mm-hmm. and, but, and, it, and, and I'm not going to say that it's not scary, right? Because for a woman, when we, you do meet a great guy, I'm of course going to stand for you to have an amazing relationship. And it really is just having courage, even with the fear present and allowing that relationship or that partnership to be an opportunity to work through those fears. And, you know, we could do a whole other episode on that, but that's also what's available in a, in a conscious partnership. Yeah. So let's say a girl listening, she just met a guy who she really likes and she's mm-hmm. starting to go down that one itis road. What, what advice would you give her? Yeah. Okay. This is good. So, so when she's starting to go down that one itis road, I always say, of course, as a, you know, wonderful woman, you get to be the chooser. So knowing that, and men get to be the chooser. So instead of, um, if you have a pattern, first of all, looking at your patterns of getting into a relationship right away with a man that's interested in you, recognize that, right? Recognize that, know what it is that you want to experience, the, the feeling that you want to experience and continue to date multiple guys and know that you will naturally have one that you like more than the others. You will naturally have the one that you like more than the others. And so, so don't argue that when it happens. <laughs> Don't argue mm-hmm. that when it happens. Just continue to stay open because what can then happen is say we stop staying open and all of a sudden that one hasn't texted us. We're like, what the heck? And we get all caught up in our heads and we're like, oh my gosh, like I thought we had such a great day. And then we, you know, go down that rabbit hole when it's like, no, when you are um, so focused on also creating it, your life into basically creating the feelings that you want to experience in relationship now. So for example, when mine was adored, fun, and safe, also I was personally creating that on my own. And that's something I still get to do continuously while being in a relationship. So mm-hmm. the lady who may get one itis, like knowing that a, the, a great guy that does match those desires, those heart's desires, whatever they are for you, those three feelings you want to experience, he will of course say like, I want to see you and only you. And until that happens, until he says that, continue to date multiple guys, because it's, it's important that you are with a guy that you, well, you're not settling on one or two of those feelings, right? You get to experience all of them. And he's also someone that desires a conscious, committed relationship with you. So do not settle. Do not settle. I'm like, I want you guys to hear that, hear that from us and, and consistently remind yourself of that. Wow. A couple mm-hmm. things you said in that that I want to um, just talk a little more about. So you said like, yeah. those are the feelings that you want to experience. And mm-hmm. you didn't wait for a guy to come in to have those feelings 
experienced, mm-hmm. you created those feelings for yourself. I think that is so, so cool because, you know, I think we, we have that responsibility to ourselves to provide what it is that our basic needs are. And if your needs are to have fun and to feel adored and to feel safe, you don't have to wait for a guy to come around to have that experience. Yes, yeah. And knowing that when you, when you do start to create it now, he shows up as a byproduct because, you know, or multiple men show up as a byproduct because as you're feeling those different feelings, you all, you, you also glow more, right? You're yeah. going to glow more. You're more magnetic. You're more approachable. You're more warm. You're more friendly. And you're also becoming a match personally for the type of man that you want to desire. Cause we can't sit around and wait for, you know, a man to make our life amazing. Right. Unless you're like yeah. the cable guy or someone who's going to knock on your door. <laughs> like you got to make your life amazing now. Well, it's like your program. We'll, we'll talk more about the program, but it's called magnetize your soulmate. So it's, but you are literally magnetizing that person to you because of who you are being right now. So if you want someone to provide the experience of fun, adoration and safety, you create that for yourself now and he will be magnetized to you because it's like attracts like, right? Yes. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's so amazing. So, so cool. And also too, one thing too, is like keeping your options open, I think is powerful in that it's not like, it's not that you're being slutty. You're just dating around and it's, you know, it's, it's because he hasn't shown you yet that he's, that he is not worthy, but that he has what it takes or that he's providing what it takes for what it is that you want, you know? So like, um, I have a good friend of mine who she's kind of jumping in and out of a lot of different relationships because she came out of a breakup not that long ago. And, um, And, you know, she'll ask me lots of different questions. Like, what do you think about this guy? And I'm like, I don't know, because it takes a while to see someone's character. It takes a while Mm -hmm. to really get to know them. Like with you and Drew, you guys were friends for a long time before anything ever happened. It really does take a while. You have to go through stuff to see what they're made of. I can say that for Kevin. I mean, we're, we're just three years in. So I feel like we're still novices with this, but, Mm -hmm. but I feel like I'm just starting to really get to know him. And we've been through so much stuff together that I've been able to see his character over time. And you just can't see that from the very beginning when you're dating. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's that's a, such a valid, valid point. And what, what word kept coming to mind is consistency, right? Yeah. Like consistency and knowing, okay, how do people operate under stress and how do they not, you know? And I, it just reminds me, I interviewed someone the other day and I love what he said. He said, he said, there's a huge difference between love and relationships. Like we can, we can love anyone, but it doesn't mean that they're the best fit for us in relationships. So you may fall for someone and it could be a fatuation. It could be, you know, a number of different things, but knowing that consistency is, is truly important Mm -hmm. seeing how they show up over a period of time. And of course, you know, knowing, oh my gosh, I I would love to do an episode um, about this with you too, to share with everyone listening, but just knowing that as you're also dating, really allowing, allowing yourself to be courted because the first three months of the relationship are also setting up the dynamic for the rest of the relationship. And it doesn't mean that you can't change certain dynamics in the relationship, but I know that women love to feel, be in their feminine. They love to be, you know, just, you know, spoiled or you can use whatever word that you want to be just taken care of and adored. Mm-hmm. And um, so the first three months in a relationship are really important. So just allowing men to court you, allowing them to pick you up and allowing them to to do those things. If that's something that you desire to experience in the rest of the relationship as well. And yes, of course, you know, leaning back and letting them be consistent. How can a woman be courted 
when mm -hmm. she's used to being a boss and like going for it for everything she wants, you know, everything she, I know a lot of, a lot of ladies listening are successful entrepreneurs and like go-getters. So how, how the heck do you shift that kind of mode to being courted and being in that feminine receiving kind of mode? Oh, so good. So uh, I think the first and most important thing is just surrendering to that desire in the first place. Because if we are internally arguing with that desire, then that's going to show up in the energy and in the space. Maybe there's judgment around it, right? Like I've totally been in judgment of that desire in the past. So just really owning, if that's something that you, des that you desire, really owning that, really owning that and recognizing and pinpointing any judgments if you have any around it, because that's important mm -hmm. and being willing to, to have a different relationship with um, leaning back and being feminine and being taken care of and, and and um, not being in judgment of it and allowing it to feel good. So I think that's like one of the most important steps because if we don't take care of that, then any, then we're like putting a bandaid on it. Right. right. So, so, so owning it and that, and then the second most important thing is, is trusting is being willing to trust that a man would absolutely love to adore you to step in to take care of those things so that you can receive being the receiving mode, which is the feminine, because if we're not, we're not trusting, then we're always going to want to step in and take care of it. And my favorite, my favorite, I, I, I maybe have mentioned this to you low in the past, maybe not, but so this, you may be hearing this again, but my favorite analogy is the volleyball one. Have I told you that one? No, I don't think so. Okay. So is that if you think of, you know, in volleyball, you have the person who sets and then you have the person who hits it over. And in your life, if you're so used to setting and hitting it over, then your person's always going to back away, right? They're not going to be playing the game because it's like, you've got it. So you really, it's really an art to learn. Okay. I get to, I get to lean back to allow the man to then step in and pick me up and take care of these things. And to give you guys something tangible to, you know, take away from this interview. If you say you want to go on a date tonight or you want to go spend time with your man and you want to be more in your feminine, one of the best things we can do is take actually implement time to consciously shift. So um, say it's 15 minutes of going on a walk with, without, you know, you're not in your phone, you're actually leaving work where work is and you're consciously shifting. Say it's listening to 15 minutes of a certain type of music that gets you in your playful, silly, fun self where you've left work at work, right? So that way you're actually giving that time for your gears and your head to actually shift over to be in, in receiving mode. Does, does that answer your question? Yeah. So it's like taking off the armor kind of, you know, I think we can yeah. be like in warrior goddess mode. So shifting into more of that, um, that soft feminine place and, and having just a, like a ritual to do that. Yeah. A ritual. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. And, mm -hmm. and I, I love that you said it's important to acknowledge that that is a desire that you have. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I remember going to this relationship seminar, actually one of the Alison Armstrong ones like many years ago. And there was a woman there. Um, I think the course is called men in marriage and now it's changed mm -hmm. to something. So they've changed all the names of their courses. So I can't remember, but, but it was about just being really honest about what it is that you do desire and you do want. And you know, this woman was like in tears because she was like, I want to be a stay at home mom. And I feel like that's not okay mm -hmm. anymore to do that. Mm -hmm. You know? And, and it just, there was so much healing for her to just accept and and acknowledge that that is where she's at and that's what she wants and that's totally okay 
And if you're a go-getter, wow. badass, kick-ass woman who I don't care how much money you make, if you want a man to, you know, to adore you and to provide, that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. So just yeah. being gentle with yourself and, you know, talk to yourself like you would a friend. You know, I think yeah. that's a, it's a good reminder is like the way that you talk to yourself, would you ever talk to your friend like that? And if the answer yeah. is no, then, then that's, that's a, a big eye opener for you, you know, and it's okay. If you're not, that's okay. Don't shame yourself for doing that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't go, like, it's like hitting your hand and saying it hurts, you know, it's like, yeah. no, don't go down that. <laughs> and then you're like, you're stupid for hitting your hand. It's like, no. Uh, <laughs> And we both been there. I mean, I've been there for sure. I can never really say that. And this, what you just shared, Lo, it reminds me of um, this. I remember seeing this powerful exercise in a workshop where the the facilitator had everyone write down, like, okay, what are the most like hurtful things you you've ever said to yourself, right, or that you say to yourself maybe on a daily basis, and then you know, now I want you to write, now think of someone that you love who's like younger, like maybe it's a little cousin who's like 11 years old, or like really think of someone you love, and then you know, I want you to look at that and say, would you ever say any of that to that person? And yeah. when you attach it to someone that you love and who's like, you know, just younger and just so innocent, you're like, holy crap, like never. Right? <laughs> it's like, why to yourself, you know? Yeah. And we're all just children inside in these adult bodies. So I know. <laughs> yeah, just be gentle with yourself. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say for, for the single ladies listening, they're going, all the good dudes are gone. You mm-hmm. know, especially I'm at this place where I know a lot of, a lot of the women listening have elevated in, in so many ways and in, in learning about mm-hmm. themselves and studying and, and um, growing and developing and probably do a lot of different personal development and stuff. And they may feel like there's just not guys who are like on this level. What would you say yeah. to them? Well, if they feel like there's no guys on this level, then they won't meet them. Right. So, <laughs> so, so knowing that and, and it's totally okay. I've, I've heard a lot of actually almost every call I get on women say that, right? Like, I just feel like they're there's no great guys out there or that they're not um, worthy of, or they don't feel worthy of that relationship. But of course, as you're doing personal development, um, I invite those women and into particular, what you're asking low is just what, what if, like, what would, what if there were those men available? Right. Cause I could sit here all day and say, no, I, I know plenty. Right. But the most important thing is that you're willing to believe that, that they are out there and that they are available. And I say, try it on as experiment, right? Like let it just be experiment of like, you know what, there is an abundance of an abundance of quality conscious, like Vince Vaughn's, Matthew McConaughey's, whoever, whatever your type is, right. Good looking and, and you know, emotionally intelligent or and into personal development. And as you try it on an ex- as an experiment, all of a sudden you're going to start meeting them and they're going to become available to you. But that's the first most important thing is being willing to, to see and know that they do exist and, and lean on my faith when I say that they do. Yeah. I love the question, what if? I think that's mm-hmm. such a, a big one that you can, you know, even just spend a couple minutes writing out whatever objections you think you have to having the relationship you want. You could mm-hmm. go down each one of those and go, what if, what if this yeah. is true? Even you don't yeah. even have to like go into it too deep, but even just saying like, what if, what if this isn't true? If you have this belief, yeah. there's no good guys. You go, okay, what if, what if that's not true? And then it's like yeah. a whole nother world opens up for you of possibilities <laughs> by questioning that. Yeah. Yeah. It can even, it can happen so quickly too, right? Like if the listeners listening do this now, like, you know, right after that they're done listening to this, it's crazy what you can manifest and create literally within 24 hours. It's like, Oh my gosh, like I never even noticed this dude at work. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it's like uh, taking off the lenses and just seeing things so much clearer. So, um, do you have any, any, um, fun stories or, you know, things from clients you worked with ones where they just thought there was no way or, you know, just fun little success stories. Anything you want to share? Yeah. Yeah. I can actually share one. Um, that's basically really similar to what we're talking about is I had one girl who, you know, more so recently she was, um, in basically going from just dating multiple guys, right? Kind of what we talked about earlier in this podcast, dating multiple guys, but just feeling like every, that men just want casual relationships now, which is something I hear all the time. And, you know, you know, it's like, we were always challenging that for her, right? Because as her coach, you know, consistently saying, okay, like, can you be 100% sure that that is the only, that that is true, right? So, you know, she had to continue to lean on the faith and the idea and the possibility of what it is that she truly desired, even though there sometimes there was some doubt present. Right. So I think it's important ladies as you're dating and as you're, it's just a total faith walk. And if doubt comes up, it's just an opportunity to master yourself a little bit more and not let that doubt win and to stay committed to those three feelings, right. Stay committed to what you want to experience. Anyways, now she's been in this amazing relationship with this man who's so conscious and they, this was, you know, prior and prior to this, she was, you know, in that paradigm of like, I feel like all men want casual relationships. And it, I remember it was like the week before we were talking and she was like kind of in that conversation and, but was still like willing to be committed and open. And then she met him like a week later, I believe it was either, Bum- it was Bumble or Tinder, <laughs> Bumble yeah. or Tinder. And they're still together to this day. And their relationship's so amazing that it's the best part is now our phone call. She's like, I don't, you know, our coaching call, she's like, I don't really know. I, everything's so good. So now we're focused more on like developing her, like her, like her, her spiritual journey personally, but I, I love wow. stories like that. Yeah. That's really great. So for, for women who are in relationships listening or for men too, I guess, I mean, some of this can be applied both ways, but, but probably more so for ladies. So how can you, let's say you're in a relationship and you feel like it's, like you said, you feel alone in your relationship and that can be even worse than being single because you're in something and yet it's so different than maybe what you wanted it to be or what you always expected your relationship to look like. How can you spice things up and, and, you know, make it more of what you've always wanted? Oh, this is such a good question. And, um, Drew and I actually had a, we're talking about this recently because it's, it's so important that, I think that we're like so rigorous with our own thoughts, right? With our own subconscious mind, with what's going on, because a lot of time what, what drives that alone feeling is a lie that we're telling ourselves, right? It could be a lie that we're telling ourselves about the other person. So we're just withholding. And so I think the, the first thing in order to create connection is to look where we're disconnecting, right? It could be, um, it could be a number of different things and just look at, okay, what is, what is it that's causing me to feel alone? Like what, what is going on in the, what is lingering in the background for me? And just spending a few moments there to look at like any hidden stories that are being created that are, that are basically creating distance between you and the person. And then in a conscious partnership, you can actually challenge those stories and create the space to then, um, talk about the stories and drew does a sweet thing where he draws a circle on because I, I remember one time he had i had a really hard time opening up and he's like okay here's this circle right in this circle we put our hand in it now anything that goes in the circle stays in the circle and cannot be held against you <laughs> that's so cute <laughs> right so we still do this i'm like 
but am I in the circle? You're in the circle. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but, it's so, but it's so important to, um, to communicate when, when you do do that from a space of this is what I'm making up, right? To keep that intimacy because you don't want to make your partner wrong and to call out any of those driving thoughts that are creating the aloneness feeling. So your partner can also speak love and, and healing into that. And it's not that you, you know, you know, you make your partner responsible for supporting you and feeling connected because we don't want to place all that responsibility on them. That wouldn't be responsible of us. So it's something that we get to do ourselves, but I also believe it's so powerful and important that we can do that in relationships. So getting clear on what is causing the disconnect and what is creating that feeling and then choosing to connect with our, with our person, you know, either over those things. And of course I can never stress this enough. I'm like giving, I think giving in relationship, even outside of the relationship can, can instantly bring us back to a place of connection because it's cause it's basically pulling us into connecting to the world around us, which then eradicates that alone feeling because the truth is we're never alone. That's just a lie that we tell ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I can, I can see for myself too. It's like, when I'm feeling dissatisfied in my relationship, I have to take a step back and go, am I putting on Kevin or expecting him to do something that I'm not doing for myself? Right. Like you, mm-hmm. you talked about a need that's not getting met. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you see that with your clients? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And even, and even personally, because it's like, if, if, say I do get, I, I think what I need is, is his attention. Or I think what I need is X, Y, and Z when it doesn't solve the problem. Cause ultimately it's like, I need to go out in nature. Like I need to be with God. Like I need to sit and be present. Right. And I definitely see it within, within my clients and my group clients as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you provide that for yourself, you're coming from such a more fulfilled place that for one, it's like anything he gives to you at that point is just a bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Extra. Bonus. Yeah. And then it's also way more fun for him to give it to you. Uh-huh. Cause it's not like, God, this needy girl. That's like, I'm to do this thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, last question, how can you feel more heard and understood by your man? Cause we do speak different languages, right? So how is it that we can kind of bridge that divide and be able to speak a language that, that the other gender can understand? Oh, this is so, this is so good. Well, one is knowing, right. Again, like we kind of talked about in the beginning is that men and women, like we do, we really do speak and, and understand differently. And I think at one of my old friends used to actually say like, girls are a bunch of chickens. They just get together and they talk, 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 right. So, <laughs> like, it's so true. Like if you guys saw us at book club, like we literally, we all talk for like three hours straight. We're clucking for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and it's so easy and natural for us, right? Versus a man, a man has this messing box and sometimes we can go to our man and we're like, so excited like that. And we're looking for that same reaction and we don't get it. And then we can also, we can like, what the heck? Like they're not excited or X, Y, and Z. Right? Yes. So I think having girl time is super important, even in right while being in relationship with a man, it's that your girl time is essential. And then coming back to being um, heard and understood, a lot of times when um, men are looking for the point of a conversation, right? Like Alison Armstrong talks about this, you know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, talk about this. It's such a great book, but men truly are. Sometimes they're looking for a point and we just want to be understood and, and heard. We can really preface the conversation or say, Hey, like, I just want to share something exciting with you. Or, you know, I'm just kind of feeling hurt. Um, I'm having a hard time. Like, will you just listen? Like, that's all I need. 
So really, really setting the context so that way you can create the space and not be interrupted and just feel heard. And even saying like, all I want to hear is like, I hear you. Like that would make such a difference for me because sometimes that's all we're looking for is saying, I hear you. So not only can we make that request to then feel heard and understood, um, we can also do that for our person. So I think the most important piece to this question is really demonstrating what we desire. So in what ways are, are we hearing and are we understanding our partner with what it is that they, they need and desire and being that example as well is absolutely crucial to also being heard and understood ourselves. Right. Yeah. So setting them up so that they can provide what it is you need. And it's a muscle because a lot of times mm-hmm. when you're in that moment and I can say for myself, you're just like, just throw up all over them with, yeah. with <laughs> You know, and it's like, you may not know in that moment that you really just need him to listen. So when he goes into advice mode or when he just kind of shuts down and is looking at you, like he doesn't really know what to do, but he's like still trying to be there, but like, you know, it's like just having that, that, um, compassion for yourself and for him, it's a muscle. So, but over time it does get easier. Right. Cause men just want to fix it. They're like, I'm just trying to fix it. I'm just trying to help. And then, and I love how Allison talks about Allison Armstrong, who, um, Lo and I both love how she talks about how we're like these garbage dumps and we just need to like, bah, 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 like get it all out. <laughs> and when they try and fix it, they're like stuffed, stuff, like stuffing us up and we feel like we're choking. Yes. <laughs> but if we set them up to win, Hey, we just, we just listen to what I have to say. It would mean the world to me. Right. You can do the Grammy Sammy. You're so amazing. I know you're such a great supporter. And what would really support me is you not talking. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) You're just listening and saying, I hear you and being quiet, you know, and you know, because you're supporting me so much to me. I appreciate you. Well, the main thing I'm taking from this is the Grammy Sammy, because I've never done that. So I really, I think I've tried it in certain little variations, but it is so something I forget. Like, all the time. So I'm excited to, to give it a, a, a go. Um, is there anything else that you feel yeah. like is that you want single yeah. ladies? I love that you know? said it's a muscle. Yeah, it is a muscle. Oh, no, it's kind yeah. of- Oh, sorry. Can you hear me now? Oh, now I can hear you. Sorry. Okay, Cut cool. out. Go ahead. Yeah. Just, just, you know, anything else for the single ladies or for women in relationships that you want to, um, touch on that I didn't bring up or, um, yeah, just kind of anything else that you, that you want to share in this whole arena. Yeah, of course. I think the the best thing to wrap it up is just the importance of possibility, whether you're in relationship or you're single. So if you're in relationship and you want more passion and you want to feel understood more, the most important thing is holding that possibility individually, because then your, then your, your actions and your behaviors are going to follow that, but you've got to have that at the forefront. And then also, you know, as a single dating and dating is holding that possibility. So even if, you know, you, you've had a pattern of like settling and less than relationships and you're like, oh, I'm not totally sure you've got to hold that possibility. And all this is theory. And then soon it will become a realization. Right. And I can say that personally from, you know, dating before and, knowing that the kind of relationship I'm in now was available, but I wasn't 100%. I wouldn't know it 100%, but I was willing to believe that it was possible. So it's really, you know, holding on to possibility and, and leaning towards that and walking towards that. And even when doubt shows up, it's just not letting it win and take over. And that, you know, Lo and I are here to, you know, just really inspire you and, and support you and excited to see how it unfolds for, for you guys as well. Yeah. And for you guys listening who are, single and you want to create the relationship you've been looking for, Rebecca has a free interview series coming out on June Mm -hmm. 3rd. So Mm -hmm. magnetize your soulmate ASAP. I love that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
magnetizeyoursoulmateasap.com. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about that series? Yeah, of course. So this is a series for single ladies who are just ready to attract a great man with ease, with flow, for it to be exciting, for it to be fun. Because I get that sometimes dating can feel daunting and dating can feel like exhausting and none of that's fun. So we told the kids to shift that. So that's what this free series is here to support you. It's tw- I'm interviewing 21 experts. They're all audio interviews like this. So you can listen to, you know, to them on your way to work. And there'll be also free gifts that are coming from each interview as well so it'll be great to support you in your dating journey to attracting up just a wonderful high caliber quality guy for an emotionally intelligent relationship yes and Mm -hmm. you also work um more intimately with single ladies so i know right now you have a group it is full currently but you're you are going to be opening up another group in the fall um Mm -hmm. where you you know, you work with ladies to attract the dream guy and you work together for a year. So it's a little more of a kind of an intimate type of approach. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are interested in that, they can just email you, right? So yeah. Rebecca at the brave lady.com and it's yes. R-E-B-E-C-C-A at their, at mm-hmm. the, the brave lady.com. So you guys have lots of support and resources. Um, if you want to dive deeper into this, well, I'm so glad that you joined me, Rebecca. Thank you for coming on the show and sharing your love, your enthusiasm, your expertise. And um, hopefully we can do another episode soon talking about some of these other little subtopics. And, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I think, I think that's everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and i love you guys i'm are you guys jealous i get to see lauren in two days we get to have our fake book club in two days yeah, i know our fake book club. <laughs> so and, and, yeah and for everyone listening i would i would be absolutely love to see you in my inbox and just to hear what's present you can just email me with you know what's going on in your love life what's one thing that you would need support with and and I'll get back to you and support you. And thank you so much, Lauren. These were such great questions. And we'll definitely come on here again and talk more, more boys and communication, all that fun stuff. <laughs> Thanks, girl. Well, we'll talk soon. It was so good to have you. Of course. Love you. Love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Dr. Low Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. And for more after the show, you can head over to drlowshow.com where you can find the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with all your friends. And please head over to iTunes and leave the show a five-star review and leave a comment. I read each and every one and they warm my heart. Thank you so much again for joining us. I promise to keep bringing you fun, inspiring, empowering content. Until next time, lots of love and I'll talk to you soon.